welcome back to the For The One podcast. I'm KK Hooper, your host. Guys, this week I'm so, so excited because I've been dreaming of recording this episode basically since the show started. Uh, This week we have my friend Hope Sharp on the show. We met in college. She was originally the president of my sorority, but honestly, no matter what position she's in, whether she's president, singing on stage at church or anything, she's just a natural leader. Um... And has a deep wisdom that I know will just light up anyone's heart who listens to speaking to her. Um, Hope studied anthropology at Texas Tech, and she's now in grad school all the way in Alabama, which is too far, too far. Um, But yes, she's so wise and loves the Lord. So please welcome my dear friend, Hope Shaw. Hey, Hope. (laughs) Aw, Keelan, that was so kind and so sweet. I'm literally delighted to be here tearing up a little bit just because I miss you and it's so sweet to talk with you so yeah thanks for having me yes uh, y'all we literally talked for a whole hour and then we had to like no guys we gotta get started recording (laughs) oh my goodness okay hope one thing I like to ask all the people that come on my show but I especially want to ask you because I know you're a little little book nerd little bookworm do you have any book recommendations for us or what are you currently reading Oh my gosh, of course. I was looking at this question and of course I'm reading like 12 academic books, which are so lame and boring. Um, So I feel like lately my reading for pleasure has been um, decreased, but I just started this book. Well, I say just started in November called What the River Knows. And it's basically like this Egyptian story of like this girl from um, I believe it's Puerto Rico and she like goes to Egypt and she's kind of involved in this finding Cleopatra's tomb. It's wonderful. I love it. It's so vibrant and just a good read. It's, I would love to finish it. Um, it's just going to take me longer. (laughs) So yeah. Oh my goodness. That sounds so, that sounds really interesting. I love stories where you're like, oh wow, this can really just transport you to another place. Um, that's so exciting. If for anyone interested, I'll be linking that in the show notes because of course we love a good read, but speaking of Egypt, now that you brought it up, y'all hope is so well traveled. She studied abroad in Florence. She was one person I talked to before I left. Um, you went to Egypt this summer. Tell us what you've learned. First of all, your favorite place you've been, and then what you've learned most. Um, what has the Lord taught you through travel? Oh my gosh. My favorite place I've been. That is a great question. I think that I have to go with, I would say there's this little place in Italy. I don't know if you went to Cinque Terre, like the five, okay, the five cities. I loved it so, so much. It's basically like all these beautiful, vibrant buildings. I believe the Disney movie Luca is actually modeled after Cinque Terre. And it's just stunning. Like the ocean is like the bluest water I've ever seen. The people are so kind. Of course, the food, the wine, it's incredible. I just loved going there. Um, And then, yeah, I feel really privileged and grateful that I've gotten to travel in so many places and studying abroad in Italy, got to travel all over Italy and got to go to London and Germany. And then I also got to go to Egypt this summer with um, the church that we attended. Well, I attended, I guess you're still there, Redeemer Church. And that was just such a treat. That's like one of the places I always dreamed of going, but never really thought I would get to go to because it seems so just, 
you know, this is something that doesn't really happen. So that was just incredible. And I feel like the Lord has really given me like a, a desire to see the world and to see his people. And I think like, when I think about the most important thing I've learned traveling, it really is about seeing just the multiplicity and like the greatness of God just on display through different peoples and different cultures, which that's basically what I'm studying is how to understand cultures and what that looks like. And I've just, I love that part of traveling, just getting to see different people's daily rhythms and what they do. Weird thing about me, I love going to grocery stores um, in whatever place I am because I think it's so fun. Like you can see like the little local treats that they have or their little delis. All those little things are just little nuggets of cultural wisdom. I love it. Um, Something that I also think, I remember when I came back from studying abroad, several people were like, why did you love it so much? I really think it taught me a lot about having confidence in myself, which I don't know if you agree with that, but I feel like just being there and getting to kind of like call the shots, it gave me a lot of confidence in myself and just my ability to like be in the world, but also like love people in the world in a new way. So yeah, I, I feel very blessed to have been to so many incredible places. And of course, there's so many more on the bucket list. Like I was telling you earlier, you're never going to get to all the places, but you just have to say next time and try to make it happen and hope that it does. So yeah. Oh my goodness, that sounds so fun. I love how you said like getting to learn about God through other people. I think it's really cool how whenever we encounter people that are different from us, and we're like unfamiliar, not like sure. And then you just have to remember like every single person, no matter where they're from, is made in the image of God. And like he has characteristics in people that, you know, reveal himself that you may not have like seen or noticed if they're right next door. You know, that's kind of cool to think about. Yes. And just like the little characteristics of people. I remember in Egypt, they're very like jokester people and I remember thinking especially like we were doing some some work with a a ministry there and thinking wow like I you know I sometimes forget that the Lord has like this really big sense of humor and this like jokester spirit but it's like on display and these people and yeah like you get to know the Lord better by knowing his people so yeah Mm, that's just so cool that's so cool to think about if anyone is ever interested in traveling I know I've literally talked y'all's ears off about it but just just do it it's so fun and really cool way to experience the lord in new ways i'd say um speaking of going around different places um i mentioned you studied here at tech in lubbock and now you're in alabama for grad school tell us about your decision making process for such a big change maybe for people like myself who are about to graduate or people listening who are about to choose a college or a job or whatever, like what was your process deciding that? Yeah, it's a great question, especially since you, we were both on leadership for our sorority last year and you were walking <laughs> with me through this process. Um, I, so I obviously loved anthropology. It was one of those things when you get to college and are choosing your degree plan, it, it was something I'd never heard of, but I, pretty much instantly fell in love with it and just found it so fascinating and interesting. And 
um, really found a passion for it. But I think it is one of those degrees where you pretty much have to go to grad school <laughs> to do something with it. And so I kind of knew early on that that was something I wanted to do, not just because I had to, but because I wanted to deepen my knowledge and get to explore a topic that I was passionate about. Um, and regarding to like where I chose, so yes, I'm at the University of Alabama. I really think it was, it was a journey of finding a school that matched what I was hoping to research, which is like body image identities in Italy. And so I had to kind of really tailor my graduate degree to my advisor. And that's like a little different for anthropology than any other master's program. Usually you would just pick a good program. You're not as worried about what the professor studies or, you know, how you're going to be working under them. But for anthropology, you really have to evaluate what you want to study beforehand and then find an advisor who kind of matches what you're trying to study so that they can guide you and, you know, give you advice as your advisor. And so I applied to, I think like three or four and it just ended up being like the Lord was really closing a lot of doors for me, which was at first very discouraging. Like, wow, I, I thought that this was what the Lord wanted for me, but he was closing those doors. But then it became very apparent, like, you know, the doors were closing in the hallway, but there was like one open at the end here. And it just kind of felt like this was where I needed to be. And I have loved it. And it was a big decision to to leave Texas and to leave my family and go to Alabama. If you would have told me literally a year ago that I'd be at Alabama, I probably would have been like, why? <laughs> like, I just didn't see this for myself. But it's been really cool to just follow where the Lord has like laid the steps before me. And that's honestly been something that I feel like I've really been leaning into this year is just following where the Lord sets the path. Because if I'm following his will, if I love him and I'm listening to him, then that's the best place that I can end up or be. So yeah, that's how I ended up here. And it's been really sweet. And I feel like the Lord has affirmed those steps through and through. That's so exciting. I love how you talk about like, oh, a door may close in the hallway, but there's one in the end. How did you know that like this was a door in the hallway being closed and not my final des like destination being taken from me? Like what, what made you pivot to keep walking, you know? Like, what gave you, obviously it was discouraging at first, like you said, but how did you, what was your mindset going, like, okay, next, you know, especially when you thought it might have been what you were doing and, like, trusting the Lord in that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think there really was a lot of, there was a lot of processing that disappointment with the Lord. And just like I had really wanted to go to the University of Texas, that was kind of like where I really wanted to be. And unfortunately didn't get in. Yeah. Horns down. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was honestly like a lot of processing disappointment. Like, wow, I, I really had felt like the Lord had given me just even a passion for the city of Austin, but kind of realizing that maybe that's not, that passion wasn't distinctly linked to a place but it was really linked to caring about people and caring about like the Lord being shown in places where he needs to be shown. And I think really it was just trying to be faithful to the Lord and just honestly like coming before him and begging, like 
this is what I believe you've given me a passion for. So Lord, like, please make a way. And just being okay that if those doors were to close, like even if I wasn't able to go to graduate school, that I knew that my purpose wasn't in a degree or in the research I could produce, but in his name and his will. Because I think about like the times in my life when I have truly been most fulfilled are the times that I've been in plugged in with community and, you know, I've found so much of life there. So I think it really did take a lot of me to remember that my life and purpose are not tied to this degree or to a certain university, but just to the Lord's will. And yeah, but there was a lot of like processing disappointment and crying sometimes being like, why, why is this not going the way I thought it would? And just really having to be honest with the Lord about that. I think it's interesting how you said like, oh, you're like disappointed with the Lord. And it's funny because it's like, no, he's never going to let us down. But sometimes our visions and our expectations of what we think he's going to give us are totally different. And that does lead to the letdown. And I think sometimes that, I mean, it's not a letdown because he's literally about to lift you up and he gave you a place to go. But I think it's, I think it's interesting because he will always provide a way even when it's not the way we think but also when he's leading us in decision making especially big decisions and they turn out to be different than what we thought they'd be it's an opportunity to learn to trust him even when things are not going how you expected but then I mean from what I'm here you're doing great at Alabama and he's led you there uh, which is really cool to think about of like a year ago you never would have guessed but here you are like living the life that he has for you just because of your faithfulness as someone in relationship with Jesus and then his faithfulness of providing exactly what he said he'd provide um and you're so wise and that's honestly one of the reasons I look up to you is because you are so strong in your faith um in, in the midst of what you're going through you're recognizing God right there with you which is really really unique and such a blessing to have such a gift. But I wanted to ask you, what advice would you give to anyone who wants to deepen their relationship with God, who maybe feels like doors are being closed, or maybe they feel like they need to clean up before they can come to Him and you know push it off until they're better or something? Like, what advice would you have for anybody who wants to get closer to God? Mm. Well, thank you for thinking I'm wise. I think that at 22 years of age, I can take myself too seriously sometimes. So I have to be like, I got to, you know, just have a good time. Um, but I really think like the biggest way that I could encourage anyone wanting to grow in their faith is like picking up their Bible and reading it. I think that for me personally, like I, I grew up in an awesome church, but I think that I really needed to learn how to read the Bible for myself and to learn about God as a, a friend and as my father and as my savior. And I think that that was the biggest change for me in learning how to love the Lord was learning what it looked like to read my Bible and sit there and ponder and gnaw on the words that were being spoken. I love this little small book called women of the word. It is awesome. It basically just takes you through what good Bible reading can look like and just giving you tools for it. And I think there's this expectation in a lot of Christian influencer culture that 
you should wake up every morning and it should be this beautiful experience and you'll have this beautiful latte beside you. But that is just honestly not a, a real expectation for yourself to have. And so I think it's really about finding what works for you. Like usually I do like reading in the mornings because I feel like my day is set up so much better, but it's okay. I'm going to run to the bathroom, grab a cup of coffee, sit down with my book and it's going to be like 20 or 25 minutes. And if there's more time, great. If there's not, okay, the Lord's still faithful. Because I really, I really resonate with what you were saying of feeling like you have to clean yourself up before you come to the Lord. I think so many times we feel like we have to have it together. Um, But that is just simply a lie that the devil is placing in us because the Lord hasn't asked that of us at all. And he asks us to just come and sit with him and to rest with him. And you don't have to be pretty or have makeup on or have your camera going for that. And I really think that it holds a lot of us back when we think that we have to come before the Lord beautiful. Um, So I think if we can just be willing to lay down our own pride before the Lord and just be broken and ask him to intervene, like that's where we're going to grow is when we recognize that his goodness goes so far beyond our failings. Mm. That's so good. I love how you, like, you don't have to be beautiful before him. Like Jesus is the one there ready to wash your feet. He's the one there who's already washed you in the blood. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to go to seminary school or anything. Like, and a lot of times people see others and they're like, oh, I wish I, you know, I think I'd be closer to God if, you know, I were wise like hope or had a podcast like KK. It's like, no, you're you're close to God in those intimate moments with him. And like, that's how you get to know him. You don't have to be super smart or anything. Like most of the disciples were not even educated men. They were just, you know, fishermen or whatever. Like he's calling you as you are. And the Bible is there like beautifully. And like, what a blessing that it's translated in so many languages. And like, it's there in, simple like you don't have to go start at revelation or anything like that super mind-boggling but you can just start where jesus says of like i'm the way the truth and the life and like that's really cool like the daily routine how do you stay consistent in that daily routine like i'm sure it's hard some days Mm -hmm. i think i've only found a lot of consistency in setting rhythms which this is i think for me just really important like having the coffee maker set the night before because I really look forward to that cup of coffee in the morning and just creating a space that you enjoy like I love turning on a lamp in the morning and lighting a candle just having things that make me feel really cozy and also just playing some worship music and also not beating yourself up when you miss a day or two because there can be a temptation to make these things into a check a checklist and the Lord is honored by the time you give him, but he is also honored when you realize that you miss things and that's okay. Just like not showing up before him perfectly. It's okay to miss things and be okay, but not let yourself feel like, Oh, I failed. I have to do this perfectly because that's not what the Lord asks of you either. So I think just really having a lot of grace with yourself, but also setting yourself up for success by making yourself rhythms that you enjoy. Oh, yeah, because he, he is, like, like God of grace. Like, he is going to understand. But also, like, what's really cool is that he's no longer, like, dwelling in the tabernacle or in the holies of holies. Like, he's every day with you in every moment. Like, he's a God who 
who allows us to come into his throne room in prayer no matter the time of the day, no matter the place that we're in, which is really cool. Like he's not just in your morning routine, like he gets to be with you throughout the whole day. So don't beat yourself up. Like if you do miss a day, cause you can always you know pray to him in your walk to class or your drive to work or something, which is, that's big. That's such good advice. Thank you so much. Cause I think sometimes it's hard not to just beat ourselves up about it, but, um, with, I know we got a uh, time sake, you got to go and uh, I wish we didn't have to leave, but I want to la- ask you just one last question is what would you have to say for the one listening your last, like, if anybody hears here, this, I really was, which we just kind of hit on this, but I was just reading this morning about Jesus in the garden and Peter's denial of Jesus. And at the very end, it's like Peter has denied Jesus three times and he like goes out and it's like he wept bitterly. And I really feel like a lot of us carry like habitual sins that are just going on in our lives. And I think for me, what's made a huge difference in my walk is not just reading the Bible and finding communion with the Lord, which is obviously incredible, but having people in my life who know the deep sins and who want to meet you there. And so I think really finding your people and walking in freedom, like the Lord has given you his grace and his light and walk freely in that and be willing to be honest. So like for the one you're seen and like loved by the people around you and just be willing to find them. Mm. That's so good. That's so good. I know for the one listening can totally take encouragement from that, but y'all heard it here for the one listening. Jesus loves you. God bless. Hey y'all, if this has been a blessing to you, please go ahead and share it with your friends. Who knows? Maybe they'll be the one who needs to hear it. Also, go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get notified when new episodes launch. And follow along on Instagram at ForTheOnePodcast underscore. Thanks again for listening. Peace out.